Parenting is a full-time job, and providing effective support for today's teens can be challenging. The Parent Engage 360 podcast aims to provide connections and information from experts in the fields of chemical health, mental health, internet safety, and more. It's a comprehensive view on parenting, provided in a personal, convenient format. Tune in to today's episode of the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. Welcome to the next episode of the Parent Engage 360 podcast. I'm Liz Burgard, the Parent Involvement Coordinator. Each day, our 38,000 students are transported to and from school. Our district's transportation department coordinates the rides for thousands of students each day, along with after-school activities, traveling over more than 6 million miles annually. Today, we are going to hear from B.J. Eisen, Anoka Hennepin's Transportation Director, and Jeff Mueller, Transportation Safety Coordinator, about the art of transportation and the complexities of daily planning and how they make it seem so easy and manageable. Thank you both for being here today. Thanks, Liz. Thank you, Liz. BJ, we're going to get started with you. Welcome to Anoka Hennepin. I know you've been here some time now, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you ended up in Anoka Hennepin and in the world of transportation? Sure, not a problem. So yes, thank you and 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 thanks for having us again. Um, yeah, I'm I'm the newest member of the transportation team here at Anoka Hennepin. Uh, I started in October, uh, so again, uh, not that long ago. Uh, my entire career, however, though, has been has been in transportation. So the last five years prior to coming here, I was the director in North St. Paul Maplewood Oakdale Schools over in the east side of the metro. Uh, prior to that, for six years, I was the assistant director of transportation for St. Paul Public Schools. And even before that, I did five years as a coordinator uh, shared between Wiper Lake and Montemedi schools. So again, came out of college. Like many, many of us in this industry, I started driving school bus while I was in college. So drove all four years there and fell in love with it and never really left. So like I say, my entire career uh, has really been in the school bus world. That's really interesting that you started driving bus and you kind of just grew into a passion for it and have continued to see how different districts function with their transportation. And now Nocanopin is quite giant, as you've learned as well. How about you, Jeff? I know you have been in the district for quite some time. Can you tell us about your journey and how you got into your role as the transportation safety coordinator? Absolutely, Liz. Thank you very much again for having us. I've uh been part of transportation for over 43 years, both on a state and national level. In other positions that I've held, I've been able to travel from pretty much coast to coast, providing safety, health training to both students and bus drivers. Uh, I've had the great privilege of being in the Anoka Hennepin district for the last 23 years. And as BJ mentioned, a lot of us started out uh, driving school bus when we were going to college, and that uh, that is my history also, is uh, had the opportunity to start driving because the hours worked out so well with my schedule, and I got involved in safety, I got involved in training, and it just became more and more part of uh, my life, and I chose that as my career. I also want to say thank you to both of you for starting out as school bus drivers. I think that oftentimes we don't think about our bus drivers and the important work that they do each and every day to get our kids to from their home to school and from school back to home. 
And so thank you for starting there and really knowing what that looks like and then thinking like, well, this is really important work to me and I enjoy it and continuing your 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 lifelong educational journey in that line of work, which is just thank you to both of you and for all of our bus drivers that are currently driving our students every day. Jeff, I know that it was recently announced that we have our 28th annual poster contest for transportation. Can you tell our listeners a little bit, little bit about this contest and how students can get involved? Absolutely, Liz. I really get excited when I start to talk about our uh, bus safety program and the contest. Uh, we have just had an outstanding 28 years of posters. This year, the theme is safely rolling to my destination. And the kids are submitting posters already and the creativity and the talent that they have and putting together that important message is just just wonderful. We have such a great time looking at them and sharing them with others. As I tell the kids, you know, you're not just making the poster for the contest. You're making the poster for us to be able to use and show other kids and talk about uh, school bus safety. So what they're doing is important. And we've had over the years, a lot of uh, district, a lot of state and a lot of national winners. And uh, we have just been really fortunate to have the support of our schools. They have done a marvelous job and the support of our bus providers who put up some of the award money and provide a school bus bank and it's just a it's just a great time when the winners are chosen well they're all winners but when the winners are chosen the posters are voted on uh we have parents and grandparents and teachers come in and do an award ceremony that's just it it's just an amazing time um i get the posters uh, laminated and i put them up on a big powerpoint presentation and really just to see the kids' eyes when they see their posters huge all the way across the uh, the room and they get up there and they start talking about how they develop their poster and it just it's just a wonderful opportunity to to share safety it's also a wonderful time because we have a lot of artists in our district too i i love when the communications department then takes pictures of the winners and shares that out on our social media and through our e-newsletters and schools do it as well it's just a really great time to really highlight bus safety, but also see the wonderful artists we have in our district as well. And then for kids to see their friends win and then to share that it's um, a powerful message too, to remind people about the importance of bus safety, that your friends drew these pictures to highlight that is really great. Well, Liz, our uh, communications department does an excellent job in promoting it and getting pictures out to local newspapers. And it's it's just a, a wonderful awareness opportunity. It's, mm -hmm. I guess I, I refer to it as a celebration of safety because it uh, is a time to celebrate and remind ourselves the importance of school bus safety. Mm -hmm. um, the poster contest aligns with Winter Bus Safety Week, which was held January 9th to 13th this year and then is held annually. Can you share a little bit more about Winter Bus Safety Week and some experiences students may have during this week at their schools? Yes, uh, Winter School Bus Safety Week is in January, and we, we like to talk about school bus safety when everybody gets back from their break, just to remind them of the importance. Uh, 
in September is, is when we roll out school bus safety to everyone. But in January, we just want to reinforce the rules and the importance, especially that winter brings because winter, the winter months brings a lot more opportunities to be safe. Uh, whether it be slippery roads or the snow banks that we're experiencing this year, it's, it's vital, it's vital that we teach our kids to stay out of the danger zones. Uh, make sure that they're at least 10 feet away of that school bus on all sides. And what I tell kids is if you can touch the bus, you're much too close. And always uh, make sure you can see the driver because if that driver, if you can see the driver, the driver can see you. And that's so very important when uh, and it comes to uh, bus stop safety. Also, during this week, we have the opportunity to recognize our professionals, our professional school bus drivers, our professional bus paraeducators, our professional crossing guards and traffic controllers that make it all happen. Um, the kids will make cards or posters and bring them out in the morning with a cup of coffee or cocoa and maybe some donuts and just have the opportunity to, to say thank you. And that means so very, very much to uh, our staff. I, during that week and that, that time, I had many employees call me and say, this was just such a wonderful thing. It was so unexpected and really, really appreciated. And uh, we, we need to appreciate the people that make it happen out there, the, the bus drivers, the bus pairs, and our traffic and our, our crossing guards. You know, our crossing guards and traffic control, uh, as the others, you know, they're out there in the elements, whether it be 20 below or 90 above, they're out there protecting our students and in and around our school communities. And with the bus pairs and the bus drivers, you know, those type of conditions can also weigh heavy, but they're dedicated. They're out there making it happen. Each and every day. When we, before the holidays, my, my kids were like, we have to get our bus driver something because they have the same driver in the morning and the afternoon. And they just really appreciate her. And I said, yeah, she's one on the bus. She's, she's the only adult a lot of times. So you got to make sure that you do a follow the rules that you're mentioning, Jeff. And then two, we need to thank her because she does work tirelessly through all weather types to make sure that you guys get to where you need to go. Um, BJ, you just came to Anoka Hennepin in October and you have a lot of experiences with other districts, but we know, um, Anoka Hennepin is big for Minnesota standards and in, in relation to school districts. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what it means in terms of how many buses are on the road each day, miles traveled, how you figure out routes that people will go, how, how a bus is going to go this way to pick up these students, but needs to go keep moving forward to pick up students over here. I think that it's more of a complex system that people realize each and every day to make sure that our students do get from one place to another. So it's kind of a loaded question and I don't know where you want to start, but. <laughs> it is, no, and certainly, uh, you know, think about this. I, I mean, take this as a, as a scope of our work. Like you said, Anoka Hennepin serves approximately 38,000 students. We're spread among 13 communities uh, that encompass 248,000 residents that live in our district boundaries. Out of those 38,000 kids, we transport about 34,000 of them on buses daily, which also includes 
about 2000 of them are our private school partners that we are also responsible for. So you take all of those students and spread them out. We're over 172 square mile community or district. Uh, we have 26 elementary buildings. We have six middle school buildings. We have five high schools and a whole heck of a lot more buildings and other specialty sites. And then another eight of those private school uh, sites as well. We serve about 8,000 bus stop locations individually. Um, and so to provide safe transportation uh, for rides to and from school, for the activity bus routes, to field trips and extracurricular trips, uh, plus all this other daily specialty work that we do. We use about a, we use a fleet of about 380 school buses and vans, um, big combination there. And it equates to just about 6 million miles annually. So that's about 34,000 miles per every single school day. So as you can imagine, this comes at no small cost. Our annual budget is about $30 million. So lots and lots of things go into this big, huge, uh, extremely large puzzle that we love to put together. And it takes, you know, it takes a, a big group of folks here in the department, uh, challenging our best logical brains that we have to come up with such a dynamic system. That's always fluid, always moving, always accommodating to students and families. So with that, with the routing piece that you asked about, uh, we run what we call a three-tier system. And that really means that the majority of our buses run three separate routes, both morning and afternoon. Um, it's the most utilization we can get out of our vehicles. So the tiers then are what create our, our school times. And so when we say we have staggered school times, we have our high schools running at the earliest school times. We have that followed by our middle schools. And lastly, our elementaries after that. So uh, when, again, you start looking at the routing pieces specifically, it's really based on three things. It's geography, it's time, and it's load. Geography is really the neighborhoods that we travel. It's the roadways we, we go down. It's the rivers that we cross. So all of those things come into play um, as either barriers or part of the criteria just to design a specific school bus route. So think of bus routes like the spokes of a wheel. You know, typically we start at the farthest ends and we bring everybody to the center and the center being their school. When it comes to time and load, those are typically our constraints. So either we've run out of time and we have no more time to give to get that route to school or we filled the bus up to capacity and we can't fit anybody else in. And so our high density areas tend to be short and fast school bus routes, whereas our low density or more rural areas tend to, you know, we tend to drive a lot further uh, to pick up a lot fewer students. But those are the, the constraints again that we have to get them in there on time. So the goal with routing is really to take all three of those things and balance them out so that we can establish the safest and most efficient routes possible uh, as part of that big grand system and having multiple trips on those buses or vans making up the total day's work for what that vehicle does. I hope that answers it. Sounds simple. <laughs> Sounds simple. <laughs>
it's just intriguing to me that there's so so many things that go into a bus route, right? Right, including that we have an elementary schools, we have middle schools and high schools, the three tier system, which I didn't know about, and then adding field trips on top of that, after school activities or sports, early childhood, all of the additional programming that also goes into on top of getting our students to school. So it it's amazing to me the um, system that you guys have created, the systems and the team that you have that are continually changing. Because even if you have a system set up, then we know weather happens and you may need to be flexible and change or new family enrolls in the district and we need to add them into transportation. So it's it seems to me as an outsider, there's like so many systems you have set up great, but then you have to be super flexible and super willing to think about how can we think about this differently because now some an external thing has caused us to have to change our process. You are spot on, Liz. <laughs> so it, the work you do does not go unnoticed. It's a lot each and every day. And when you think you have it set up, something changes. Jeff, knowing that there are 380 buses and vans that go out each day, how can you share how this impacts bus safety? Well, Liz, as uh, BJ mentioned, uh, safety plays uh, the major role in how we decide where our bus stops are. Uh, each bus stop has looked at very, very carefully for visibility, traffic patterns. We want to make sure that we're offering the safest location possible. And another thing about our district is that uh, we must train our drivers and develop routes for both city driving and rural driving. Road conditions, traffic conditions, traffic flow can be much, much different between the northern and the southern sections of our district. So we must incorporate all of that and consider all of that when we generate routes and, and finding the safest bus stop possible. And, one of the other things that we must take into consideration when we do our bus stops is we don't want to put too many kids at one bus stop because that makes it more difficult for the driver to manage all of those students when they're getting on and off the bus. So we have to look at uh, counts on the bus, but we also look at counts uh, off the bus, as I said, when we're picking and dropping off students. So. Once in a while in, in larger complexes or larger neighborhoods, we need to look at, uh, at times, dividing stops to make them more manageable for the driver. One of the things that I think is interest that I haven't thought much about, and you guys obviously do each day, is our transportation department is in-house. There are no Canopin staff, but we have several bus companies that we partner with to cover the 380 buses and vans and the transportation that happens each and every day because Anokahapen does not own their own bus fleet. So can you talk a little bit about our district partners? I believe their first student, Kotkeys, Northstar, and other partners, and how important these partnerships are and how closely we work with them to cover all of the things, transportation, safety, and making sure that our students do have rides to and from school each day on top of the other things that happen. Certainly, yeah. The partnerships that we have with with our bus companies and van providers, it's integral into our daily operations. You know, in essence, we contract with them to really become an extension of us. Our contractors are as much an extension of us uh, as I really am of the transportation department myself. So mm -hmm. the drivers might work for First Student. You know, that's the nation's largest bus provider. 
but they are respected and held to the same standards as if they were an Anoka Hennepin employee. Same thing goes for a longstanding institution like Kotke's. You might be, uh, you might as well just be saying Anoka Hennepin because everybody in this industry knows Kotke's is who services Anoka Hennepin. Uh, without them, we couldn't do this work. We couldn't accomplish our daily mission of providing safe, reliable, and efficient transportation for our students and their families. You know, dare I say it's it's like a marriage. Uh, you know, sometimes there can be squabbles between <laughs> us, right? but overall, uh, you know, we're we're partnered together because we share that passion of supporting education uh, and everything that surrounds that process. I so agree, BJ, on that uh, information that uh, you shared, and it is a partnership. And I think what's helped me understand that partnership is that I started my career on that side of the business. So I've seen the business from the contractor side and now for the last 23 years from the district side. So I, I understand their needs, but I also understand their obligation and, and what they need to be able to provide the school district. Uh, one of the things that we do in the beginning of the school year is we try to build that partnership and we bring about 400 of our transportation uh, professionals together, all of our drivers and paras and crossing guards and traffic controllers all in a, an auditorium. And we have about a three hour meeting where we get the opportunity to share successes, uh, talk about policies and procedures, and just everybody is, is there learning the same things and understanding each other's role in making mm -hmm. it happen. So uh, every opportunity that we, we get, we, we bring together our groups and, and our providers and the best way to describe it is, is they are our partners. Without them, uh, we would not be able to do the work we do. It is true. You have to be good partners because you have to work together. We do the routing. We need the drivers. We need the buses. And so if we can be as clear as possible about what our expectation is and how we can all work together to support students. And getting students to school is really important. I think, Jeff, you made a really great point about being on that side and both of you were bus drivers so you also understand what that looks like and then now from the routing side or the safety side it's you see how you have to have all of these people to really support to get a student even to school that i don't think a lot of parents think about each day about what that means and and how their child does get to school each day so thank you for sharing that information and the importance of the partnership um, that we do have with those different companies how does it work? Um, I know we have our the three-tier system that you mentioned, BJ, around um, for the school day, but how do you also then add in field trips? And we know students, a lot of students at the secondary level do do activities or sports that maybe they need to go from their high school to another school. Do you guys also do that routing and that transportation as well with our partners? Yeah, we do. Um, you know, I, I like to refer to our department really as transportation services. Um, and I do this because we truly are a service and a support entity for the district as a whole. Uh, so yeah, we're assisting them with both the extracurricular trips for both activities and athletics. And then we do support our schools in their individual field trip schedules as well. Uh, our department really um, takes all of that information in and, and disseminates that back out to our bus companies. Um, you know, our department does do routing 
Um, just like we would for normal to from school routes, we do the routing for the activity buses that take kids home uh, mm -hmm. in the evenings. So again, that's stemming first from our department and then going out and, and part of the daily work that gets assigned to the bus contractors. Um, but then we're also coordinating buses and, and for our athletic trips uh, and really trying to lock that in um, with our local bus companies first. And then we use other bus companies that surround us as kind of a backup. Um, you know, we also have a lot of contractual uh, requirements like insurance uh, and things like that, that we have to be mindful of, mm -hmm. you know, so it's a lot of these items that are behind the scenes um, that we take care of. And so collaborating that, collaborating that, excuse me, and, and pulling that stuff together and having options for our schools uh, to be able to, you know, thankfully go out and schedule the potential for a field trip, which has become really, really hard right now because drivers come at a premium. Um, unfortunately, there's not enough of them out there to cover all of the work that we have or any district really has right now. Um, you know, so sometimes we're just squeezing in uh, a trip uh, between two routes um, or drivers are covering for fellow drivers who la ran late on a field trip that they were on. Um, you know, it's things like that where unfortunately we've had to really pull in the constraints and we've had to ask our schools to unfortunately limit themselves on, on things like field trips where they can't leave until maybe 930 in the morning, but they got to have that bus back by two o'clock because we have mm -hmm. to be able to do our tiers of, of bus routes in the afternoon to get kids home. Um, so thankfully, I, you know, I think our schools understand this and our, and our schools and our bus companies have great relationships. So again, when we all come together, we're able to get a lot of that work accomplished even in the, the unfortunate times that we're in with, ha mm -hmm. with a lack of drivers. It is a lot of behind the scenes work and really trying to fit all the pieces of the puzzle together. And um, it just reminded me that it is not, it's like a 24 hour job, right? Like you're always, there's always something going on. We have a large district, we have a lot of schools, we have a lot going on all the time. And it's really the, the behind the scenes things that you guys are doing each and every day to make sure the things happen at the schools that seem so flawless from the parent view from me where it's like, oh, this is just what happens. Um, I really appreciate you talking about those details and those things that happen behind the scenes because of you guys and the work that you do and the bus drivers and the whole transportation services department. It really makes it seem flawless from a parent lens. So thank you for that. How about this has happened to me in my house. My kids forgot their snow pants on the bus or they have had reminders from their bus drivers about not getting out of their seat or doing things inappropriate on the bus. Do you have any tips for students and families that are riding the bus to make sure that they're the, the students are doing it safely with behavior expectations and or if they forget something, what should we do? Well, thank you, Liz, because safety is important inside the school bus and outside the school bus. And uh, we do have a district uh, policy and, and steps and procedures for being safe. I think one of the things that I would share is please make sure you stay seated on the bus. The, uh, the school bus is a very, very safe vehicle and it's even more safe when you're properly seated. We have those very, very high seats in the bus. And it seems like every time we get a newer bus, the seats get higher <laughs> because of the compartmentalization. And uh, they, they're a very, very safe vehicle. 
when everybody follows the few rules that we need. And uh, other than staying seated on the bus, I think another one is just keeping our voices down on the bus because uh, uh, we know as motorists, if we've got a, a car full of kids or adults and everybody's talking at once, it can definitely be a distraction mm -hmm. for the drivers. So. We ask that students use their classroom voices when they're on the bus, and that way the driver can hear and, and do what they need to do. Uh, they have lots of operations going on in the, in the driver's seat. They've got a two-way radio that they must keep track of. Uh, uh, first student Anoka and first student Champlin have actually uh, a GPS system that they have in their buses to help them uh, find their way through the routes and routing information along the way. So there's a lot of things too that the drivers need to concentrate on. So we really, it's, it's a team effort when we ask our students to be safe. And outside the bus, again, we wanna make sure that everybody is safe. Unfortunately, statistically more uh, fatalities and injuries happen outside the bus. Uh, we want to make sure that our motorists out there uh, understand to watch for that uh, eight light system, the red lights, the stop sign, give our kids a break. Uh, the state law says that when you stop for a school bus, you should stop at least 20 feet away from the school bus. Um, just take that extra time and allow our kids to be safe when they're uh, getting on and off the bus. I think that's a great reminder because a lot of times you're in a hurry and then the bus stops on the busy road and the stop sign pops out on the side of the bus and that we are supposed to say 20 feet back, if not further, um, to let students either cross the street and or load the bus. And then once the stop sign goes back in, that is when we should be, we should start moving again. I think that a lot of times we are in a hurry and people may forget that. Um, or if they don't have children or don't know that that is now a thing that we need to make sure that we are following. So thanks for that reminder, Jeff, along with the other things that students should be doing on the bus. And I think that's a really great <laughs> reminder for parents just to to tell their to tell their kids, like, this is why we need to be safe on the bus. I know you probably are, but here's a great reminder again now that it's winter and there's more obstacles with large snowbanks and more cars parked in the road, maybe a little bit further out than they usually are of of why kids need to be safe on the bus. Along with that, knowing that there are larger snowbanks right now, we've had some snow days already this year. I don't think that um, all listeners really understand that what the decision is about when school is canceled or a weather event. Um, can you either of you speak to maybe how you um, impact that or what you do when it, there is going to be a snow day or here snow is coming? How how are decisions made to close a no canopy and and that? So the people know that it is a complex decision that's made from the transportation side. Oh, very much so. Um, we always have our eye on the weather forecast. It, it just kind of, again, like you say, comes with the territory of, of transporting students safely to school. So, um, you know, when the larger, more impactful weather events are, are kind of coming, they're looming, um, we're part of a, a bigger group that partners with the National Weather Service. Uh, mm -hmm. us, other districts, cities, counties, um, there's lots of folks kind of on these uh, briefing packets that, that get sent to us. 
Um, these packets contain a lot of the significant details on the upcoming event. Uh, the National Weather Service then typically hosts some webinars for us to review that information and discuss the event. So sometimes these webinars are, are nicely scheduled throughout the day, the workday. Uh, many times they're also scheduled at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're up, we're monitoring those things. Um, we're on those calls. Um, some of the other things that I'm doing um, is I'm checking in with local cities and counties to kind of see what their plans are for plowing and road preparations, just to see and make sure that, um, you know, everything's good to go on their end. Ultimately, all of us are conversing um, with our other areas, uh, our other transportation directors and other districts, our superintendents are kind of doing the same thing. So they're all checking, um, testing the waters with their neighbors and their friends. Um, if it's an overnight or early morning event, we tend to send the team out. So Jeff will go and, and drive some streets in his neighborhood. A lot of the members of our team will, will do that also. And so again, we're collecting in all of that information at the same time, early, early in the morning, um, whether it's the forecast, it's those road conditions, what those neighbors are doing. Um, and ultimately, you know, we're passing that on to the superintendent for a final call and it's either a go or a no go. Uh, and that's essentially kind of what it does, uh, how that really unfolds. Now, if the weather event is expected to be more, say during the day, um, we're doing that same process. The timing may be a little bit different, um, but you know, we're evaluating that and making those decisions by say nine in the morning, if we need to make adjustments to our afternoon schedules. So internally, here we are having conversations about, you know, should we bring in afternoon early childhood programs uh, or do those need to be canceled? Do we need to make a modification to our dismissal process, which we've done several times this year already. Um, and it's extremely helpful knowing that when buses are gonna get significantly delayed, the goal is always to get the last tier, which is our elementary kids. We want the buses to be there uh, hopefully close to on time and getting those kids home safely as well. So we're making those decisions very early in the morning, sometimes just based on a forecast and we know how that goes sometimes. Um, <laughs> but needless to say, you know, we're, we're taking in all those factors and making the, the, the safest decision possible for our students. I did not know that there are so many factors that go into making a decision, especially with Jeff driving around or our transportation staff driving around in their neighborhood because we could be down in Brooklyn Park where there's no snow and then you're up in Ham Lake where there's a ton of snow. And so you have to think through all of those things too because we're a large district like you had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast and we do cover a lot of land and so it might be snowing really bad in one area and not in another one yet there are, i appreciate learning that there's a lot of things that go into the decision and sometimes mother nature just decides to throw on throw a, a wrench in it and make it totally different than what we thought but there's a lot of things that go into a decision each time we have an early release or schools canceled, it sounds like. Oh, yes. There's there's lots of meetings of the minds when it comes to that. I do appreciate, though, when the bus is running late or if um, there is going to be an early release or if school is canceled, that we are able to find out from the district communication department. And then also there's an app for the First View app, bus app of knowing for parents and guardians. Can either of you talk about either of those things? 
so that parents maybe if they haven't subscribed to that or maybe they could yeah yeah no excellent products that we have out there and available um you know the first view app uh, is a is a parent-based app that was actually created by first students so one of our bus companies uh, again nation's largest bus company so um, they're really they're really in tune with some of those technology items and like Jeff said they're putting navigation tablets on the buses now and so there are advancing technologies in our in our world as well but yeah the best method really with first view app hop on to our ahschools.us website you know, navigate yourself to the transportation page. Uh, we're listed under services, and we have a whole section there on downloading and installing the First View app, uh, which then allows you to view your child's bus information live. Um, and that is a tracking system. So it is a GPS-based tracking system. Um, but just know that, uh, you know, sometimes technology items can lag a little bit when it comes to communications uh, between all of those systems. So pulling from our routing system, pulling from their GPS systems on the bus vehicle and kind of merging that information together. We do sometimes, unfortunately, see a little bit of a delay. So it's not as live live as, as you maybe think it should be. Uh, there might be a minute or two delay. So use that as a tool to help get yourself out to the bus stop early. And, and you know, we always say be out there five minutes early. So kind of gauge where that bus is uh, on the map there that you're watching and, and know kind of what your marker is that, hey, oh, now's the time. Now we got to get outside so that we don't miss the bus. Um, it's a great tool for that. Um, it's a great uh, tool to kind of keep an eye on things. We are communicating through our, our other mass communication systems through, through the communication department, like you said. So when buses break down or when buses get stuck in the snow, um, you know, we do have complications then when buses get substituted for another one. Um, you know, it kind of breaks the connection in the app, if you will. So, you know, if your bus is bus number one and it and it breaks down and they send bus number two to come tell me, to come help out, you know, now we've lost that connection in the app. So we do have some of those, you know, instances where the app might not be tracking the actual bus that's doing the work. So we're trying to supplement that with other communications on delayed buses. So it's all human intervention though. So the bus driver has to report it to, to their dispatch office. The dispatch office is essentially reporting it to our department and our department is now the ones pushing out those, those messages. Um, and, and yeah, the app is great. Uh, it is for our school bus providers though. It is not yet, uh, on our vans so the vans servicing our district don't have that capability but yeah great tools that we're trying to utilize more and more each and every day mm -hmm. and i think it's like you had said we have a lot of great systems and tools it's just making and from they work together great but you may get a text about one but the app is something that parents can find um, if they want to follow their children's bus we know that technology is not always perfect sometimes it's imperfect though as you mentioned um, we do also know that there is a nationwide sh bus driver shortage, like there is a lot of other positions. Um, how has that impacted your routes in our district? And if people want to learn more information about how they could become a bus driver, can you guys also share that with our audience as we wrap up today? Yeah, every district has, has and, and bus company out there has felt some pain uh, for the last few years in this. And it's, you know, fortunately, I would say that it's been milder. Um, here in Anoka Hennepin, at least for the last year, 
uh, you know, we're still recovering from from maybe what it's been over the last couple years through the pandemic. Um, bus driver bus driver pools tend to be a lot of retired um, second career folks, and so when you have that older generation go through a pandemic, we we saw a, a great exodus of, of drivers leave us. Uh, and again, not just us, but throughout the industry as a whole. Um, so I guess we've been lucky enough here in Anoka Hennepin uh, for at least this year and my year, first year here that we haven't had to cancel routes completely. And so we take great pride in that. Uh, we do know some districts and some neighboring districts that simply have to just cancel a bus route uh, completely and say, we're sorry, there is no driver today. There's nothing we can do. Um, we haven't had to do that. We haven't gotten to that point. So we we praise our bus contractors heavily for, for keeping things afloat. Um, they're really, we call it kind of slicing and dicing. Um, we don't necessarily approve of it, but we know what happens where they might have to combine routes um, and do magical things to just make sure that a driver is there and that every student gets a ride in or home from school. Um, you know, going into this year, our, our staff had a great deal of, of, you know, work put into trimming back our routes, um, which ultimately meant that, you know, buses got fuller, uh, some got longer, and some got squeezed really, really tight. And so, you know, when you do that, anytime a snowflake falls out of the sky, a raindrop hits the ground, uh, the dominoes kind of start to topple. And, you know, instantly buses are behind schedule. Uh, because things are just so condensed and so we know it's a challenge we know it's the challenge that we will continue to address uh, both from our end of routing and planning but we know how diligently our bus companies are working really really hard to recruit and attract new drivers um, you know anoka hennepin ourselves the district is also recruiting and advertising for bus paraeducators uh, we need those folks that that ride on some of our our, our most uh, need-filled routes so we, we have needs throughout all avenues. And so again, all the numbers are posted for the contractors on the website. Um, if you have any interest or just any generic questions to be had, uh, give them a shout, let them know that you're interested and we'd be happy to, to provide any more insight to anyone who's interested in, in working for us. BJ and Liz, uh, back in the day, recruiting for the bus uh, providers used to be something they'd do during the summer months to get ready for the new school year, but uh, that has become a year-round activity. Um, I'm sure everyone out there, all of your listeners have seen signs around uh, the schools and signs mm -hmm. around the bus companies. I'm sure they've seen buses out with signs uh, with drivers wanted, the uh, ads and the radio ads, the TV ads, and everything that our providers have been doing. Uh, they've been working extremely hard at that, but it's not even so much the recruiting, it's the retention. Uh, they want to keep the drivers that uh, they have and find ways of holding on to them because that way they can continue uh, safety training is, is an ongoing training process, and uh, it is great to have drivers that have been with us a few years who really understand uh, the conditions and, and the safety and uh, 
we we look for those uh, providers to find ways to to re- retain their drivers. Uh, retention is uh, is really key, and also uh, I I have the opportunity to work with the bus pair educators, and and we are currently hiring bus pair educators to work with our students with special needs. It's very rewarding work. We have bus pairs that. I've just started with this this school year, and I've got bus pairs that have been with the district for over thirty years, and uh, wow. they just they just find it very rewarding uh, work. We I also uh, hire the crossing guards and traffic controllers, and uh, again, they do an outstanding job out there protecting our kids and our uh, communities uh, in and around the the schools. And if anyone is is interested in that, uh, as BJ said, uh, please uh, go to our website under transportation and, and you'll find my number along with other numbers to call. Thank you for that information. I think it's um, people don't maybe always know all of the different parts or jobs that are available in a large district or a large system like ours. So I think highlighting those openings are really important for all of us listeners, all of our listeners to know about. As we wrap up the podcast today, there are so many takeaways and so many things I learned about the Transportation Services Department that I didn't know. Um, the first was higher seats, Jeff. I knew that they seemed a lot different on the bus than the last time I rode them to a field trip with my kid. So thank you for verifying that. That was great to learn. Um, but knowing the importance of bus safety versus inside the bus and outside the bus and how it really takes all of us to help our kids to understand why they need to be why and how they need to be acting on the bus and then also what they need to be watching for outside of the bus is really important. And then really what you guys do each and every day to coordinate the bus, the buses, the transportation, the pivoting, the changing of, of routes, making sure that students get from their home to school, to after school activities, to field trips. It's really a, amazing and astounding all of the work that each of you do and your team does and our partners do each day to get our kids where they need to be safely. Um, So I want to say kudos to both of you and your teams for that work, the bus drivers, the crossing guards, everyone who makes the that work, the the whole it takes a village to get our kids to school and you two are just part of that village that really um, supports our kids. So thank you for all of the work that you do each and every day and your teams to really help our district run smoothly and to get our students to where they need to be. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here and sharing with our audience a snapshot of all of the things that you guys do each and every day to help us to be successful. So thank you. No, thank you, Liz. Thank you for allowing us the time to to share some of those experiences. And again, we do have a great team. We have a great team both internally at, at Anoka Hennepin here. Um, we couldn't do that couldn't do this work without all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I certainly could not. And I'm I'm very thankful to be here and very looking forward to, you know, things to come and what the future looks like, because we do have great relationships with our providers and we want to keep moving that forward. So thank you for letting us share uh, some of our insights. Well, thank you, Liz. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, to be with you today and, and to reach out to your listeners. And uh, just a reminder to motorists, please, when you see a school bus, uh, be safe around those buses. Uh, kids are getting off and on those uh, buses and we want to make sure their experience is safe and that also goes uh, holds true for 
around the schools. We have crossing guards. We have traffic controllers out there. And please uh, pay attention. Uh, be aware of school bus uh, speed zones. Make sure we slow up. Uh, just please, please be safe and, and take that extra time uh, to, uh, to be safe around our buildings and, and school buses. Thank you both and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. This resource is produced as a partnership between the Anoka Hennepin Parent Engagement Program and Student Services Department. Be sure to check out additional episodes in the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. For more information or to share feedback, visit ahschools.us slash parentengage360.